8.47. You may have seen President Trump tweeting this week that uh, collusion was not a crime, repeating what his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, had said, but also saying, uh, anyway, if anyone had colluded, it was basically his former presidential rival, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> so this a lot to uh, unwrap from that. I mean, on the one hand, uh, still trying to um, blacken Hillary Clinton's reputation on the other, of course, and then entering a whole new ball game with this claim that collusion wouldn't be a crime. Major developments with special counsel Robert Mueller investigating exactly this, the claim of the Russian government's efforts to interfere in the 2016 election in favour of Trump, as the claim goes. So what's happened exactly and what implications does this have for the outside world, including us here in South Korea? Jung Hwang, independent legal researcher with Lawquant LLC. Good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. Can you just wrap up some of the most recent developments? So I can rattle off about three or four things that happened in the last few days. First of all, Paul Manafort, if you remember, he was uh, President Trump's uh, presidential campaign chairman. His trial has just begun, but it's a little bit of a sideshow about respect to the uh, Russian meddling because his trial for now is all about his you know, uh, illicit money he has gained from working for the Ukrainian government and money laundering and tax evasion. doesn't have directly uh, so far to do with the Russian reveling. Another thing that has developed is, as we mentioned, you know, President Trump has been saying that you know collusion is not is that a crime. Uh, his personal lawyer Rudy Giuliani has been making media rounds, making the exact same argument, which is a little bit strange in the sense that it kind of shows you now we have a history of shifting arguments about Russia meddling from the Trump administration. So now this is looking like a sh- yet another shifting argument. Well, it kind of depends what collusion you're talking about. Are we talking about collusion in a game of monopoly, or are we talking? about uh you know an american presidential election right that's right i mean uh, you know if you're just colluding in the sense that if you're getting some uh, help from uh, russia in the sense that which broke no laws collusion might not be a crime but you know clearly there are you know indictments being filed you know there's a pronouncement of u.s intelligence agencies clear case of hacking and so forth so it's a bit of a weird argument that's been that's been going on another big bombshell was that uh President Trump's former personal lawyer and sort of personal fixer, Michael Cohen, has made public some tapes that he made with President Trump. And those tapes actually show President Trump discussing with Michael Cohen and a bunch of other people about paying hush money about his past affairs. So that has been kind of interesting. And, you know, to top it all off, just a few hours of President Trump himself tweeted that, you know, uh, know, the Attorney General should actually stop the Mueller investigation. So, you know, things seems to be moving along in ways that, you know, it's not really clear what the, uh, the end stop is. But th- things are happening in a sense that is somewhat puzzling. And so, I mean, if you like a tabloid uh, stories, you know, certainly uh, scandals are sort of piling up. The roller coaster drama that has been the Trump administration just continues to twist, continues to surprise. But this Michael Cohen development's interesting. Let's talk a bit more about that. Uh, when when his personal lawyer had for some time been tipped to try and save his own skin <laughs> and throw uh, Trump in it, 
Exactly. Is that exactly what's going on now? Yeah, it's a kind of a mysterious development. I mean, Michael Cohen was sort of a long-time personal, personal fix, a personal lawyer slash personal fixer for President Trump, and as recently as April, Rudy Giuliani himself came on TV and saying that, "Hey, Michael Cohen is a very dependable guy. He would turn on President Trump." And just a few months later, exactly that's what has happened. Now, Rudy Giuliani is making making rounds, saying that Michael Cohen is an absolute liar that he's been known there for years. Uh, so you know, a bit of an inconsistency going there, but it is a really mysterious development in the sense that you will think that there w- would have been some arrangement between President Trump and Michael Cohen. After all, President U.S. President has power to pardon, and furthermore, President Trump and Rudy Giuliani kind of waive what is known as attorney-client privilege, allowing Michael, Michael Cohen to make public the recordings he made with Mr. Trump, which also kind of shows that Mr. Trump was deeply personally involved in paying hush money to you know the. the the porn stars that he had affairs with, how this can really reflect well on President Trump. It is a mysterious, and you really sort of have to wonder what went on behind the closed doors that led to this breakdown in the relationship. What about some of the shifting arguments, for example, on collusion, but also on, on Russia and certain meetings? Exactly. So for past two years, if you looked at the, you know, uh, the statements made from the Trump campaign, is uh, President Trump himself. Ever since he was uh, he was a candidate, was the first. There was no such uh, any kind of connection with uh, Russians, and and then it, it, it led to the. Uh, it was, the narratives kind of shifted when the evidence uh, kind of arose that you know that there were meetings, saying that the meetings were inconsequential, and then and then the argument was that there was no collusion. If you recall, you know, Mr. Trump, uh, President Trump had in a big sign saying that there is no collusion written in hand when he had you know when he had the. the, the press conferences. Now the latest argument is that, well, if there was a collusion, it's not a crime. So it seems that, you know, the cold poster being shifted and people are noticing it. And, you know, for the sake of consistency, it doesn't really look well upon uh, in a President Trump's case. Let's examine a little bit closer what you were suggesting before, whether collusion is actually a crime. I mean, there's no crime called collusion That's right. as, as such. But again, that's like saying there's no crime called killing someone. You That's know, right. You, you, you'd have more technical terminology to describe that. Exactly. If you just go by criminal code, there's no uh, written a crime called killing, but there is a crime of murder and manslaughter and so forth. Same with collusion. If you colluded with you know foreign powers to affect uh, U.S. elections in a legal manner, you know it, it wouldn't be called collusion in the legal documents. It would be called as criminal conspiracy to defraud the United States or uh, illegal hacking or perjury or money laundering, campaign law finance. I mean, there are a host of crimes that would have resulted from the Russia meddling. And if Trump campaign was actively involved in you know just cooperating or even helping after the fact after the fact it wouldn't be conspiracy it would be accessory after the crime but there are the various crimes involved and collusion is basically a common way of saying you know a kind of a catch-all phrase to frame that so just because the word collusion doesn't appear in in the criminal code that doesn't mean that what what went on was not criminal i mean we obviously the additional investigation will be needed but this seems to be a really specious argument and so what about that impact on us here in South Korea? First of all, ever since the President Trump came to power, the two major fronts of concern for South Korea has been the issue of North Korea and the trade with the United States. 
I think if the, the, these candles become, you know, pick up more steam as time goes by, coupled with the fact that in November there's a midterm elections, which may see Democrats controlling one or both of the houses uh, in the United States, I think it might actually make President Trump's action a little more erratic. I mean, we've already seen how erratic President Trump can be in dealing with North Korea shifting his uh, positions really abruptly. Thinking that his personal legal jeopardy and his political career might really spill over to various issues that, uh, that, uh, that face South Korea. And I think it would be uh, wise for South Korean government to sort of you know, prepare itself for possible whiplashes coming out of the Washington, D.C. Jung Hwang, independent legal researcher with Law Quiet LLC. As ever, a pleasure to have you take us up close. Thank you very much.